Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8 and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Comic Zone on Sega Genesis. Comics Zone was released in August of 1995 and was developed and published by Sega. This game started as a Commodore Amiga video demo called Joe Pencil Trapped in the Comics Zone. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with the, the demo scene from the Commodore 64 or Amiga days. I, I didn't have either, so... But people would program these really awesome uh, animations or little videos that basically took uh, advantage of the entirety of the processing power of the machine. And they would look amazing. Right, but it wasn't like a game. No, it was nothing yeah. you could ever actually do. It was just to show off, kind of, yeah. Show off your programming skills, maybe your artistic skills. Hence the term demo. The only other interesting note uh, about the production of this game is that because of it, Sega was granted a patent for a, quote, video game system for creating a simulated comic book game. Okay. That, so, like, you mean like the, the level layout? Like what, the panels? Or, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, like, oh. I guess it's patentable. I don't got... <laughs> oh, wow. All this really proves is that I don't know anything about patents or what is patentable. Uh, yeah, me either. So, Nick, what kind of game is Comics Zone? Uh, okay. Kind of hard to answer. I mean, it's at its heart, it's a, you know, 2D side-scrolling brawler, but there's a lot, like, there's puzzle elements, and then, I mean, the big thing that sets it apart is that you are, you know, it's like you are adventuring through the panels of a comic book, you know, page by page, so to speak, and, you know, instead of just in a standard, you know, Ninja Turtles, X-Men, side-scrolling, you know, beat em up you just keep going, you know, the screen will stop, you get an arrow when you're done. It's kind of the same thing here, but the arrows take you to different panels in the comic. Yeah, you are Sketch Turner, a 90s comic book artist sucked into his own creations. And <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a more 90s character. This game is so 90s, it's, and all, it's awesome. All of video game them. But yeah, it, it truly is. Now, you can jump, of course. This is no Mario jump. Right, this is one jump to rule them all. Yeah, so. you're, you're full commit. You know, when you when you leave the ground, you have already decided where you will land. Yeah, there is only one arc, uh, either to the left, to the right, or you can do a straight vertical jump up. Now, you can grab onto things, and, you know, if there is a bar above you, you can go yeah. along it, or you can raise yourself to the next platform. So, uh, the thing that really, I think, besides the setting that makes this game unique and sets it apart is that there are a lot of moves for you to do. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have, you know, this is a, an interesting uh, game because it, it it's like, you know, it's like a brawler, but you have almost Street fighter inputs in certain regards, which mm -hmm. is uh, it's kind of cool, but also, you know, as somebody who like playing a lot of fighting games, especially in the 90s, 
this game kind of confused me because... Well, I actually made a note of that uh, in the general chat uh, portion. Okay, well, yeah, we can so touch on that again later. Then First, but... let's go over <laughs> these different moves, and then maybe people will have a better idea of what they are and how they're executed. Yes, sir. I guess we should start by saying you can uh, duck, that's just pressing down. Yep. And you can block, which is a, your standard, you know, you're always going to block, is that correct? Um, it depends. There's two types of controls, depending on if you have a three or six button controller. Right. And that's what confused me. So I think I was playing on the three button setup. Therefore, it was on always block for me. Yeah, you get the auto block. So that's nice. Yeah, I, I played through with the six button because I was like, well, I'm used to fighting games. I can handle this. But it's really three buttons are your items. And mm -hmm. then your your other, you know, you have your attack and jump button. And then your custom button is just block. Yeah, I think that the three button setups probably better in the long run yeah i mean i don't know i wasn't you're not like in bullet hell areas where you're like i need to use this item immediately you can afford to toggle through it's not <laughs> no now the other um you know movement thing you've got is a roll so when you're ducking and you press diagonally forward or back you will roll that direction yeah i use i use this pretty frequently actually oh well, i can't wait to hear how i'm i used it mainly to get under spikes yeah the, i mean it's required sometimes and that's basically the only time i used it <laughs> So as far as offense goes, you have uh, what they call the serial double punch. Yeah, which is just punching. Right. <laughs> you just what, press forward and attack. and Yes, uh, it is forward and the A button. And uh, if you get a couple in a row, it'll do a little combo and you'll finish it off with a kick. Yeah, yeah. Slam them against the wall. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Now there is the serial high kick tornado. Yeah. And that is when you do up and right uh, diagonal plus the A button. Yeah, and it's just a series of kicks, kind of. You'll get a double, you know, one-two roundhouse kind of thing. Yeah, uh, it's really well animated, and I think this is my favorite. Uh, this is how I would get through a lot of the tougher enemies in the game. Oh, sure. Yeah, it looks good. Now, to match that one, we have the serial low kick. This one is not exciting at all. That's it's, you, you duck and kick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and it's exactly what you expect. It's your cheap kind of, oh, they're blocking, time to switch it up move. That's right. That's, yep. <laughs> and then after that, you have the classic uppercut. Yeah, which is um, pressing up an attack. You know, that's pretty standard for most games, so it felt right at home. It really messed with me because it's like you, you press down and punch to uppercut in like Mortal Kombat or the, you know what I mean? It's like Were you're you crouching. Do a, so. Like a dragon punch? Type yeah, well, or, I mean, uh, we'll talk about it more in the controls, but not pressing up to jump. Like, I kept being like, oh, I'm falling into my Street Fighter rhythms. And then when I go to jump or do these things, I'm like, no, there's a button. And uh, yeah. I was doing stuff wrong. I, it's it's not horrible, but it took me a while to get I, over it. Like, I know exactly where you're coming from there. But I really enjoyed the uppercut. You know, I thought, you know, a lot of times instead of doing that one, two, three on the punches, I'd do a one, two punch. Then the uppercut. I like the uppercut. It's, uh, you know, because it... Much like the end of the combos, it'll send them kind of flying into the edge of the panel. It's, it's rewarding. I don't know if that them hitting the wall does extra damage, but it, it definitely feels like it does. Yeah, yeah. Either I... way, it's it's worth doing just for the satisfaction. Agree. Now, after that, we have the back kick or the turnaround. And that is um, really just hitting the opposite direction while you're attacking. And you'll do a quick kick the other way. Yeah, yeah kind of like uh, in Double Dragon 2, how you had your... Mm -hmm backwards attack but it's yeah i didn't use it too much no you're very rarely fighting uh, multiple enemies and if you are i usually would try to get them all on to one side of me yeah yeah group them up man yeah you can't hit them usually with one attack you know multiple enemies but you know it's better to have them all on that same side no one's trying to hit you from behind for sure you know that's followed up by the whirlwind jump kick yeah it's just a standard vertical jump and then you attack and you kick, but it's kind of cool. It's both sides, right? So yeah, yeah. 
it's I think in a in many other games your sprite would be mimicking like a spin in the air. Yeah, I think that's what they're getting at. But it like in Double look... Dragon. Yeah, yeah. But not here. No, nope. Uh, it's it's easy to do though. That's the nice thing about it. Yeah, I mean it's just a jump kick that you do straight, straight up, up. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah. Now um, it might be named a little cooler, the Flying Dragon Kick, but it's yeah, actually yeah. the less cool kick. Yeah, it's just I mean it's a standard kind of kung fu jump kick like it looks just like a one of fei long's jump kicks from old school super street fighter so mm-hmm. i picked that out i was like hey that's cool but I, I used it relatively it's just a jump kick so yeah you can't go wrong and then uh finally you can grab an enemy yeah i use this a lot i did not in fact i didn't even realize you could do this once i started to figure it out i was like this it's not the strongest but it's an easy way especially if you're only fighting one person you're like i'm not taking damage because i'm just grabbing you as soon as you get up you can grab them and either throw them across the room or you'll do a kick, mm-hmm. smack them into the wall when they fall down. And just, I, I would keep doing that where it's like punch them once or twice, they start to block. Then you just press forward and you'll grab them. Huh. Yeah. I would just, you know, try to cycle through punches, low kicks. I mean, the, it, that stuff works pretty well as well. I mean, but this one, this way I was just like, I can keep the pressure on them, keep throwing them down. No, I, I, would, away. I can definitely see how that would be very advantageous. Now, in addition to all of those awesome moves, you have uh, items that you can pick up and use. Yes. And you have slots for three items, so you can carry three at a time. Mm-hmm. And uh, first and foremost, the most important item, it's uh, your pet roadkill. Yeah, it's a rat. Um, with an electrified tail. Yeah, did you ever use it to fight enemies at all? Yes. Okay, I never did, so uh, I was curious how effective he was. Moderately. Now, you don't want to use him when there's a lot of enemies on the screen, because if he gets hit too many times, he will die or fall to, like, another panel. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there is that danger, but there was a couple screens that had, like, one or two guys on them uh, that I knew if I could kill them quickly, I would not have to worry about multiple guys ganging up on me. Mm-hmm. So I would use him to ensure that they were stunned, and therefore I could hmm. get a little head start on, you know, the beatdowns. I see. Now, in addition to... Uh, stunning people he has a couple other uh, really useful features he can activate switches yeah and some places that's i mean pretty much required unless you're going to take a bunch of damage but he can sneak past obstacles to remove them Mm -hmm. and then the most uh, important i think factor is that Mm -hmm. he can find secrets for you yeah and extra items it's pretty sweet the way he like rips down the comic and the item falls out from the background. Like, you know what I mean? Yes. And then, so you saying that uh, reminds me that I was watching a video to catch, uh, make sure I had the ending correct. Mm-hmm. And we have forgotten a move. Oh. Okay. I didn't know it existed until I watched this uh, playthrough. Oh, okay. What's that? Apparently there is a way to rip off parts of the wall, the comic book panel, and throw them. What? Oh, man. I did not. Do you know how? Or you just saw it happen? Or? Well, there is a, if you hold down... One of your buttons, sorry people, uh, <laughs> you do the thing where you're grabbing onto the, the panel. And to me, I always thought it was just like a like a hold animation or something. But I, apparently if you do it longer or you do something with it, I know this is great internet, but uh, <laughs> you can pull off a piece of paper and then throw it. I Wow, okay. Well, I, there is a part uh, in one of the levels that specifically talks about this, no, you but I some... couldn't figure out what they were trying to tell me. Okay, okay. So, you know. Sorry, guys, for the interrupt, but that's <laughs> one more move. So back to Roadkill. He can also interact with these panels. And when he uh, tears down a piece of it, he reveals some special item for you to pick up. Yeah, one of them will just pop out and you grab it. 
And then uh, another important thing is that roadkill is the only item you can pick back up. You just press down to pick up any item, mm-hmm. and uh, when he's done doing his thing, he'll kind of move around, and you just press down to grab him again, but be very careful that you don't leave the panel before you do that. Yeah, because he will be left behind. Yeah, and that happened to me several times, especially when it's like the arrow's pointing down. Yeah, you have to be really careful. There is a fine line between tapping down to pick up an item and holding down to switch to a new <laughs> screen. Yeah. So the next, I would say, most important item is the iced tea. Yeah, it's that's your, your health restore restoration item in this yeah. game and it only restores about two-thirds of your total health is bar. that okay i was i wrote down i was like is it half two-thirds i don't know it's not enough That's i know it's I not know. a full bar it's a pitiful amount and uh <laughs> it's one of my biggest problems with the game but you know that is how you refill your health and the only way you can refill your health now you can hold as many of them uh as you can find if that's three yeah the most I I was able to have two on me at once, I think. Oh, nice. Okay. And due to finding a little secret area that oh. maybe we'll talk about in the second level. All right. Now, another uh, item you can find, which is a little strange, is a fist. Yeah. It's the superhero fist. Yeah, and it transforms you into like a more, you know, I don't know if I'd say he's 90s, but it looks like a classic, not you know, kind of Superman-y, big, strong well, superhero. a traditionally guy. garbed or outfitted superhero, but still drawn in that ultra super buff 90s tiny headway oh yeah yeah he's definitely top heavy for certain and uh what happens is when you do summon that power it kills everything on the screen Mm -hmm. and sends like a cool shock wave across the comic book yeah i used a a couple places when i didn't have the right item yeah i was like oh i guess i'll use this so Mm -hmm. (laughs) now there are some items that you can pick up that are more like weapons and uh, the first one is the knife and it's, you know, pretty useless as a weapon. Yeah, I rarely used it uh, at all. Um. <laughs> it's mainly used for, you can throw it, and not only will it hurt or stun an enemy, but it will trip a switch. Yeah. That's I'm, its main function. I know, yeah. It's, there's a couple places where you can, you kind of have to. Mm-hmm. And then it can also uh, be used to blow up a barrel or crate that is an explosive one as well. One hit from that really powerful knife oh, okay. will blow it up. Nice. Uh-huh. One step up from the knife is the grenade. Yeah, it's a, it's a grenade that you, you kind of lob it at a, in an arc. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, you know, it will hit things at a higher elevation than you. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you know, these seem like weapons, but I rarely use them as such. Like, it's usually because it's like, oh, this is the only way I can hit this person, or I have to get, yeah, I have to do something up here, yeah. Uh, a few times I would use them at a boss, uh, because they were in my inventory, and I discovered that your inventory is cleared once or, yeah. you beat a boss, so... <laughs> Well, I mean, and this is a case, at least personally speaking, of me always being like, oh, I have to hold these because they're going. I'm going to need them for a puzzle or something. And if you don't, you're like, well, I could have blasted some dude without losing any life. But indeed, and uh, if you would have held onto this one, the bomb, you could have blasted a big dude. Oh yeah, it is quite the explosion. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty powerful. You know, it's it's a sweet couple of sticks of dynamite. Yeah, yeah, like a bundle. It's like old school. And the cool thing about it is you either toss it or set it down if you're ducking or standing. And it has a three-second timer on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Three seconds sounds about right. And so, I mean, you can blow up, you know, rocks, crates, all kinds of stuff with this. So, yeah, very it's, useful. And uh, it does a great deal of damage to a boss as well. Nice. Then the final uh, item is the surprise. It's a little question mark. It's and just a random? It is random or a bomb that hurts you. Right, yeah. So you can just get screwed. I. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's not a whole lot of them, right? I think I only remember seeing like one or two. I think I've seen three. Okay. And they were all in the last level, so. Okay, that's where I was like, I only gotcha. So all of those moves, 
all of those items sounds really awesome. And and that alone sounds like the core of an awesome game. Yeah. But we've neglected to talk about one more aspect of the gameplay. And that is the number of lives you get. Oh, yeah. What, lives? Well, <laughs> you have a life. Yeah. You got to do it in one... Although I mean, and you're you're playing that one life. You do get like one continue, right? Like, well, that's another weird thing. So it, it wasn't in the book or anything. Only one life, and there are no continues until you get to the third chapter. Oh, really? Yes. Well, because I remember dying when I got to the second chapter, and it let me start again from there once. Huh? Like, well, I know to you the can start at the third chapter at least twice. Okay. Because I had to. Okay. It's hard, man. <laughs> It is. It is a very, very hard game. But what really sets this game apart from many other games, like you said, is this comic book aspect of it. You are playing in a comic book, and you're breaking the fourth wall. You're talking to the player. Yeah, yeah. Your character knows he's in this scenario. Mm-hmm. And you're moving between the panels of a comic book, uh, sometimes forcibly. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's you know, there's some neat little things you can, you know, some some of the areas you have to, like, beat down the, the borders between the panels, or mm-hmm. you'll see them already destroyed. Yeah, there's a lot of really cool mechanics that move you around what would normally be a pretty standard and boring level. It's a, it's a nice way to, uh, you know, kind of explain away a lot of video game mechanics in a way that you're just like, well, whatever, it makes sense. You're in a comic book, so yeah, different panels, like, you know, things that you would just not think about normally, you're like, there's a... There's a good excuse for it now. Yeah, and, you know, they do it in a way that looks really cool. So, Nick, this being a 1995 release, yes. and on the Genesis, I'm hoping we have a pretty decent manual. Uh, yeah, man. Um, it's a decent size, you know, Genesis, so we get, you know, a full... You know, double size of, of the Nintendo manuals or whatever you want to call that. Actual yeah, book shape. Because it would fit in that front uh, slot there. And, yeah. you know, the one thing I was always jealous of of the Genesis people was the hard shell cases their games went in. Oh, yeah. You could keep the manuals in there. It's so classy. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so it's, you know, 27 pages. It's mm-hmm. black and white. Okay. And uh, as you might expect from a game called Comic Zone, it's got a lot of awesome comic book artwork in it. Like, the whole story, the prologue, is all just a comic that you read for, like, five or six pages. Oh, okay. That's pretty cool. And this prologue, you know, go into it just a little bit for the folks at home. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean... It's a pretty deep story. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, it actually is in the book because, you know, it's um, Alyssa Cyan, who's the general of the, what is it, like, the New World Empire. Yes. They run the show. There's, like, this emperor who doesn't believe the bad guy Mortis is up to the Being problem. Evil. She's trying to convince him, but she's trying to get this, like, messiah figure who's a legend who's supposed to come. Okay, and... so what you're describing is actually a storyline that's not in the game. No, no. This but... is backstory <laughs> that's in the comic book. Yeah, yeah. And oh, okay. then, yeah, so it's like, you know, the actual story of the game is you're an artist and your drawing gets hit by lightning. and Yeah, so that is the <laughs> one problem here. Um I feel like lightning is is by far the laziest power giver. Yeah, I mean, there might be something more in the uh, in the actual manual about like this is a spell she cast or something. I don't know, but it is just you're you know working on your art and then boom, lightning. The bad guy comes out from the the comics. Yes, Mortis, and then he's puts you in the comics, and then he's the one drawing the enemies and. You oh know, yeah, you can tell to... because his it's a sketchy hand that's yeah. sketching the enemies. So that's uh you know that's what's going down there. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, like I said, lots of great artwork here. It's all penciled, inked, and lettered by Tony DeZuniga. DeZuniga? Okay. And what did he do? 
Well, apparently he's the co-creator of Jonah Hex and Black Orchid. He's oh really? He's been in, he's drawn a lot of comics from like the seventies and eighties, and he also started working on games. I yeah, I mean I've actually read the first I think uh, twenty or so Jonah Hex comics. So. Well, I, I was like that name sounds familiar, and then you know but I didn't know what it was. I gotta say that the style of art in this game is definitely different than that seventies style. Oh, I mean he did all the artwork for you know very faithful you know you know your full enemy sections, so it's. They they look just like the sprites, but, oh, nice. you know, cool-ish. So I'm guessing then you'll have a name for all of these. Uh, well, most of them. They name, I mean, there aren't a lot of enemies, but they no. name most of them. So. Okay, cool. Some of them pretty funny, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you get that. You know, it goes through, details all your fighting moves and items, etc. And really, that's about it. But I just thought it was pretty interesting to, like, you get a real comic guy in there. There's a bunch of credits at the end for, like, everybody. Oh, yeah. Involved in not just the manual, like, the game and stuff. So they get props for that, I guess. Cool. I and mean, the game itself has a very extensive credit list as well. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, notes? Any memo section? Nothing, man. All right. Well, Nick, what was your personal history with the Comics Zone? Um, I actually had played this before a little bit. My, mm-hmm. I think my, my younger brother rented it once. He had a Sega Genesis, but by 95, I was more, you know, I was like, oh, that's interesting, but whatever. I'm, I play real games like Street Fighter or RPGs. So mm. I, I looked down my nose at it. So yeah, that's all I got. Um, I never played it, but I felt like I'd seen a thousand ads for it. Oh yeah. Uh, if you had read comics uh, in the '90s, and then during the year 1995, then you were seeing at least one ad for this game. That's a big year for comics too. Like that's in right. They're peaking, right? Yeah. Still, I mean, like I was still on board, and going strong. So, Nick, what was your more recent experience with this game? Ugh, okay. Um, I was able to beat it. Um, I played it uh, in three different plays. I beat one stage per day, but uh, okay. I used a stage select to resume progress because this game is hard. Yeah, so I played it three times as well. Uh, the first time I did nothing but play it on Nasherol. Yeah, yeah. And boy, did it kick my ass. Right, right. <laughs> um, so then I checked online and I found some really good Game Genie codes. Oh, okay. And I would really recommend this to everyone. In fact, I'm sure I will again later in the review portion, but... There are codes that will allow you to get full health from Ice-T. Oh, okay. And then the other one is that you do not take damage from inanimate objects. Oh, right. So one thing we did not mention is that you, uh, and we will probably as we go through the levels, you have to punch and kick doors, barrels, all kinds of things in your way. Yeah. But you take damage from these things. It's, I mean, it's not much for the most part, but it adds up fast. Like, that's what you want to save your bombs and grenades for, ideally. Yeah, so... Those two cheats combined made the game infinitely more playable. I can see that, man. Because like, you can, you know, really count on getting all your health back from the T, so you can drop it to the bottom, and yeah, then yeah. not having to worry about, oh God, is this door going to kill me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It relieves a little bit of the tension there in the worst way. Yeah, and uh, you know, like there are in-game codes you can use for. There's one that gives you invincibility or, or infinite life or something and i think it's infinite life like they're both like you go to the uh there's a jukebox selection in the options menu and you choose a, it's a pretty long string of songs i don't remember it but i used one there's one that you can use to restart from different stages so that's what i used cool now i did beat this game by the skin of my teeth it's not it's not easy man especially i mean mainly 
the the real difficulty is the fact that it's no lives or anything like you gotta no and in there theory are parts do it all <laughs> in the second and third levels where they really exploit that well and you know the puzzly elements to the game uh like you know a lot of times it's like if you go into a screen and you oh i accidentally beat up this rock i needed now what do you, you yeah you what die, do you do? or you just got a bludgeon well, your body through a fan or something it's, <laughs> like, it's talk like that that means we should roll right into general chat Well, Nick, this game is 90s to the extreme. Yes, it is. I cannot think of a more 90s game in any way, shape, or form. Man, it's, yeah, it's it's very, of it's very dated in, in a good way, I think. But. In a way that I do like. Every character in this game is uh, just, you know, the epitome of some form of 90s something. <laughs> well, it's like, this is the type of thing that, you know, when I was, when this came out and I was a teenager, I would have been like, oh, that's so, like, they're trying so hard to be hip. Right. But now it's like it's so dated that I like it for kind of nostalgic reasons, I guess. Well, your main character, he is rocking a ponytail, and the sides of his head are, of course, shaved in the classic Green Ranger Ooh. haircut. And and he's got the sweet Shawn Michaels little round sunglasses that are never all the way up, like always down the nose, like so hip. But as you said earlier, you know, this game, to me, doesn't know if it wants to be a fighting game or a brawler. Yeah. And you know, it's not always a bad thing, but there are certain times where I really feel like it's it's uh, stymied by not going too far in one of the two directions. I mean, the enemy fighting and stuff, it's not as obviously not as deep as Street Fighter. But, yeah. I mean, it gives you some variety, but most of the time I was either just, I'm just mashing buttons again. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm pressing forward. Sometimes I'll go up for some kicks. Down, and down. Yeah, or, exactly. or grab them. So there wasn't a lot of variety in the fights, but it's more about, you know... Uh, What's in the room? What objects do I have to manipulate? Right. Sometimes it's not just, you're not supposed to fight the guy. And, and, and that part of the game I really loved. I, I enjoyed it, and I thought that was really fresh, and I feel like I've not seen any game like that. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's pretty uh, inventive in that way. Agreed. Now, the animations in this game are so smooth. Oh, yeah, and all the graphics look great. They're really colorful. Um, yeah. It really shows off what the Genesis can do. Yeah, I mean, the transitions from one panel to another, they just look so wonderful. But, you know, enough gushing about the panels and the animation. <laughs> and I think it's time we take this game level by level. Well, of course, we're going to start with episode one, Night of the mutants in each level or each episode you have three episodes they're each divided into two pages yeah and this one you start out uh in this post-apocalyptic world yeah you're kind of in a control room there yeah Uh, and that's where you meet your friend your confidant Alyssa cyan and lucky for us um she has the same haircut as daria's best friend (laughs) that's true yeah (laughs) i didn't yeah one more little chunk of 90s in there for you. Oh, yeah. And she also has sunglasses that are usually not all the way on. And also too small to cover most of her eyes. She's got too much going on to deal with that. But right away, she tells you she thinks you're the chosen one and that mm-hmm. you need to help save the day. Yeah, and it's cool. I really like the word bubbles that pop up. You know, this is all, it's not just a wall of text. You mm-hmm. know, you see her, she gets a word bubble, a little face picture sometimes. And, and the word bubbles pop out from where you're at, or they are at, from, yeah. from where your mouth would be. So yeah. that is a really cool little feature. And in this room, you can pick up your first items. You have uh, the tea, mm-hmm. the knife, and the explosive, Yeah, the bomb. 
So you fill up your inventory. And then you head out. Um, and right away, you're going to be fighting the first enemy, and an enemy you will be seeing quite a lot. Yeah, these guys are known as Gravis the Bully. Oh, okay. I, I always thought of them as Evil Iron Man. Yeah, well, I mean, they. I wouldn't... I don't know where the bully part comes from. I guess he's a jerk, but I don't know. They look very much like Iron Man if he had a creepy long fingers yeah, with claws. Like a almost like orangish exoskeleton y really they look like aliens. They're mutants though, I guess. Whatever. I no. <laughs> they are the easiest of the enemies you'll encounter. Sure. And uh, you know, I usually just walk up to them and hit them because Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean jump attacks don't seem to work too well. They have mm -hmm. that anti air where they'll mm -hmm. like attack straight up. That's no good. And they can shoot energy beams. You yeah. can roll under them, or they'll do a, a ground one that looks like a slinky. And I don't see them doing that, though, much till the later levels. Yeah, I mean, you can see it a little here, but it's normally like if you're not just killing them. <laughs> I don't know. If you stand around on the other side of the screen, you might get one. Now, guys, we're not going to take this, um, you know, level by level, panel by panel. No, that... <laughs> that would get a little tedious because there are a lot of panels. And the one thing that is really cool is uh, once you beat this panel, you're given your first choice. Yeah, there are pretty frequent split paths where you can choose different parts of the page to journey to. Yes, and uh, I did. I, each time I played through, I would try to go the different path unless I had found a path with uh, lots of good items on it or a secret area which also had good items in it. Right, right. So for you, were you a down or a right at this point? Uh, I, I wrote, I went down. Okay, so if you go to the right, it's just um, falling through a lot of uh, rooms where you fight a guy. And either way, you find your little pet rat. He's yeah. being held hostage in a cage. Yeah, you must you, free him. I feel like going down is kind of like a shortcut. Like, if, if I'm thinking right, where it's just like you go down, you get the thing, you get the rat, there might be a dude, and then you go through the trap door. Yeah, well, that's it, the thing is, nothing's really a shortcut. Even if seems, it looks a little shorter, there's usually one or two more enemies in that room, and therefore you're going to be spending about the same amount of time. Right, right. I just felt like there was more fighting the other way. That's why I, w at least in this instance... Definitely, I could see that. Now, there are a few little puzzle elements. Uh, you're going to have to break your first barrels to get through a, a hole in the wall. Yep. And then there's also an explosive that you're going to have to figure out how to deal with. Hopefully, you have an item you can use on it. Now, with breaking stuff, it seems like, you know how sometimes you can get the shoulder rush uh -huh. he does? I couldn't do that um, on command, but it seems like you take less damage from objects when you do that. There's also a distance issue where if you are right at the edge, you can take less damage or no damage when things explode. I, I, I couldn't, eh, but that's just a feeling, man. I couldn't quantify it. Now, the room I'm talking about with the explosive uh, box, though, what you want to do is get over it, use it to open the lever, and yeah. then knock that box through the hole to destroy the flaming barrels that you will fall into every time like I did. Uh, yep. Even after I solved it, I was like, oh, that was easy again. And then I'm like, oh, God. And like, <laughs> yeah. Now, <sighs> if you can make it past those burning barrels, you will be treated with uh, one more encounter with that uh, Iron Man mutant. And then you find, uh, not for the first time, but you're going to fight these weird bat creatures uh, again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what those are called? What are they called? Flying creatures. Cool. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, they remind me of like uh, if an alien... Uh, chestburster had wings. Yeah, yeah. Or, or they look almost like a gray brood. You mm -hmm. know, they have the, the tail, yeah. scorpion-ish thing. And at, at the bottom, you'll exclaim that you are uh, done with the first page. And then you have like a weird little moment where you kind of turn into your superhero persona for half a second. Oh, yeah. And there's a really crappy jump there at the end, too. That's like, it's one of the few, it's like, 
this game, I feel like it's hard to tell where the yeah. platform ends. So I died. Yeah. I just died there a couple times when I first played. I was kind of frustrated. Well, any any major jump or area that is a pit is awful because that's it. Yeah. If you fall, it's totally done. And at, at this area too, you'll see there are some panels, you know, borders that have been torn up in between. So it's like, are the comic aliens breaking out? What's going on? Oh yeah, I don't know. But if you make it to that next page, uh, after you have your little freak out moment there, which freaks <laughs> your guy out, it's kind of weird. Yeah, you get a what the... He doesn't know what's going on. He cusses in comic book language. <laughs> but then you start on page two, and um, you're in that same factory type area, but now there's a door in your way. Yeah, and you can... Uh, there is a hidden bomb here you can use roadkill mm -hmm. to get, um, but I, it took me a long time before I found it. I use that code, so I don't care. I'll just punch that door till it oh. breaks. <laughs> right on. Now, uh, the next room has some fans going on in it. And uh, if yeah. you punch those, that will still hurt you, even with that code. Yeah, don't mess with the fans. Um, How do you get past the fans? By knocking guys into them? Oh, no, you can let... Roadkill. Yeah, he'll go through. There's a switch. You can barely see it if you get right up by the That's fan. Right. That's you right. Can I, see it, I think but... on the third playthrough, I finally got that one. <laughs> the first two, I think I just kind of ran through the fans. Yeah, well, you can knock the guys into the fans. You can. And that damages them. I like that. And and that's another thing I like about this game is that enemies will damage each other. Mm -hmm. If they throw something and you jump out of the way, it's, yeah. that's a cool uh, effect. Yeah, and in the final level, I did use that to my advantage a few times. But in this level, not too many occasions to do so. Now, I, when it did happen to me, it was a uh, kind of a happy accident. Now, uh, you know, the middle part of this page is... A lot of those flying creatures. Oh, yeah. And then a room with these um, strange things that drop from the ceiling. Yeah, they're like meat slab. That's what I always thought of them as like in a meat locker. Okay. And then but a, they look like alien meat. I don't know. Yeah, and then like a, uh, a little face hugger type creature falls out of it, and then it's on the floor trying to attack you. Uh, yes, and they are known as cocoon crawlers. Oh. So if you're if you're fast enough, you can, you know... Oh, yeah. You can kill the things before they drop, but well, I... one or two uppercuts will do it. Oh, really? Okay. So yeah. that's the way you, you handle those. Yeah, because it takes like four jump kicks, I think. No, or, it's all about that something. uppercut. Yeah. You don't even have to leave the ground. Nice. And then you come across a puzzle I really loved, and it never appears again. And that was the uh, find the combination. Oh, yeah, the little clocks and stuff. Yeah, and you just have to time the you know when the hands of the clocks line up with these little arrows. Yeah, you have to get the right, what is it, like three and nine or something? Yeah, I mean, it was cool. It never happens again. Yeah. It's a little bummer, but, you know, yeah. from there, you go into this weird room where these, uh, you know, glass domes start bursting, and pouring out of it is this goo that forms little aliens. Yeah, um, this room is awesome. It's one of my favorite things. It looks good. The 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 goo inside's like sloshing around. It looks cool, and they crack one by one, ooze out. Yeah, it uh, is It is awesome. I it's will a, agree. It's really cool. Now, there is a secret uh, iced tea in this room. So that would be super oh, helpful really? if you knew about it. I didn't. Because it's the room right before the boss. Yeah, this weird uh, mutant alien dragon it Looks like it's from thing. the totally different game. <laughs> like, it is extra cartoony looking, not comic book yeah, looking. Yeah, and it looks very much like an Asian dragon, you know. Well, it looks like a character from Battletoads. Okay, yeah, I could see that. You know what I'm saying? It has that, that kind of that big-cheeked goofiness. Yeah, I died a lot here before I figured out what to do. Oh, um, you mean the jump kick? Yeah. Well, I mean the fire barrel. No, I just mean the jump kick. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> if you go to the other side, there's a barrel, and you mm -hmm. can push it up to him. He'll set it on fire, and it'll just burn him to death. Oh, well, that's awesome. I, didn't, I couldn't, because I kept trying to do the jump kick thing, and then I would screw up. 
And then one time I accidentally rolled underneath them. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, what's this barrel? And I went to get behind it and it caught on fire. And I was like, uh, I was trying to push it away because I thought it would blow up on us, but it didn't. And it just, you just put it underneath him and it just keeps like, he's like, well, that's a great tactic. Otherwise you want to do that, uh, flying dragon kick over and over again into the yeah. top portion of his uh stalk you got to watch out too because it's like he attacks back right you gotta so, like jump in jump out yeah you get one hit don't even try to get that second hit that is just <laughs> asking for a bite in the face yeah it's i mean how many how long did it take to how many hits because it's like if you hit him five times he kind of stuns and right that's when you're supposed to go underneath him i guess okay but... uh maybe 15 Ugh, okay it was a lot i thought it was i would because i was like i can brute through this and then now, uh, you know, credit to you, sir. Hey, you know, a lot of these bosses I, I beat with, you know, the screaming red sliver of health. So, <laughs> oh yeah, your your emergency time on your um, life meter is very, uh, it's very loud and like it scares me. Yeah, it's quite obnoxious. It's not the beep like you would expect. No, but you have a funny uh, quip. You tell this alien, I don't know, some great one liner. Oh, uh, you're fired. You're fired, and it explodes. I forgot about your fire. That's awesome. Yes. Now, was this before or after True Lies? I don't know. Mm. I was Only just thinking the same thing. <laughs> a quick search to the internet would tell us. But either way. I ain't got time for that. This guy blows up in a spectacular fashion. Yes. But you are not safe. The game is not over. Not Instead, either. you go to this weird interstitial screen, which shows a silhouette of you. Yeah, yeah. And then it starts to fill up. And it says, like, a percentage of your superhero-ness. Yeah, you get, like, a meter that... You know, I, I I believe this is what determines your ending at the end or something, or oh, is that what it is? Like you, gotta, I don't know. I couldn't. I was like, if you get it filled before the final level, do you get to be a superhero I, in it? I don't know. I I maybe that doesn't. I really don't know because <laughs> I did fill it up nice. by the end. Like when I beat the game, then it went over the top. Okay, but it doesn't. I I thought well, that's worthless. I didn't get a thing. Maybe out of it. I don't. I'm not sure. I guess there there's some other. I guess we'll compare our endings then. Mm-hmm. But, you know, now you are in episode two of Comics Zone. And you know what? I You know, another thing we really forgot to, to mention, huge dropping the ball here. Comics is spelled with an X. Oh, yes. Because this game is so extreme. It is. Yeah, extreme. Spelled X. with an X. Now, episode two is Welcome to the Temple. Yes. Which I think is a really dated Guns N' Roses joke. I guess, man. It's uh... But, you know, the temple they're referring to, it's not in the jungle. It's the temple no. in, like, Tibet. Yeah, yeah, some sort of snowy Asian place. No, I I did see a reference somewhere to Tibet City. Oh, it does say Tibet City. Oh, okay. I, I remember that being so funny because you know, <laughs> oh, of course, Tibet City. Tibet City. That's in the Himalayas, right? Where else would it be? And here you encounter another new enemy or a couple new enemies. You've got the Staff Man. Yeah, his name is Sticks, spelled with a Y, like oh, the band and the river. Nice. And he's and you know. A new challenge. He's, he blocks a lot more than what you've been encountering. And there, he has a couple tricky moves that can catch you off guard. Like, like his pogo staff? Yeah, or when he does the rapid pokes, like it's sticking out. Yeah. He's got range, but he's just, I mean, mostly just beat him up. He does seem to block more. That's He's kind of frustrating. This is where I started being like, I'm throwing you. Oh, and this is where I was really getting into making sure I was doing the upward uh, attack to get the kick rollovers. Mm-hmm. I feel like by that third kick, he can't block anymore, and it knocks him into a wall. Nice. So you fight a couple of those guys, and then uh, you ha- there's a tower of uh, explosives and a crate at the top. Yeah. You, you want to get that top crate. Yeah, you don't want to blow the other ones up. But no, the top crate it. is uh, T. Now, there is a hidden explosive in this 
Yeah, you know? yeah. And Fuse. you can use that to blow those up if you want. Use the rat, but... So, and then you drop down there and there's another little puzzle. You gotta move up. There's an endless stream of those flying creatures coming out and you gotta block their hole with a rock. That's yeah, really cool. Yeah. yeah, and this is another area where I stupidly died. I was like, oh, you just have to be faster. I just gotta beat these rocks up faster. I didn't even see the hole, even though the lady, Alyssa, tells you, cover the hole with a rock. I was like, you're stupid. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, listen to your advice, and uh, it's not bad if you, if you do what you're told. Now, I guess you can go down from there, but I never have. I have, but this is an area where if you go down, then there's like... There's a, a one of those doors, but it's like chopping up oh. and down real fast. And there's a rock you have to push in it, but I blew the rock up. Mm. And then I was like, now what? <laughs> I just die. Well, if you go to the left, you know, there is another one of those uh, same spikes. And there's a skull shooting fireballs at you. Yes. Yeah. Now, the key is, is you want to jump over everything to get to the skull. Really? Is that how? See, I crawled underneath. Mm-hmm. Like I would push the barrels over. And then you can get just far enough away to kick them while you're ducking and the fire won't hit you and then they'll blow up and, and blow up the thing because I was trying to jump over and I sucked. So that's and that's how I did it. <laughs> Either way, nice. you can destroy them and then you drop down and this is the big one. The panel that has just one little creature on it, the right-hand wall is breakable. Oh, yeah. And yeah. if you go into that wall, there is a superhero fist, an iced tea, and a knife. Nice, yeah, yeah. And that is changes the whole level for you. Now you're ready to roll. Oh, yeah, because when you drop down from there, you're in a tournament chamber. The Kung yeah. Fung ch- Tournament. Yes, Kung Fung. And, you know, it's you're in your standard Asian martial arts movie tournament. Yeah, you're going to go through escalating the enemies you've already fought. There's those guys, we haven't talked about them yet, they're called Strigils, where they oh, have yeah. the little curved, like, hook things. Yes, uh, those guys... Those guys become more annoying when they start shooting fireballs. But in this level, I don't find them doing that very often. And uh, they're just more annoying because they really resist my down kicks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not. The, the coolest thing about those guys, I think, or funniest thing, is that, you know, they have that. I don't know what it's called, but that's like, you know, an actual Asian martial art weapon. Mm-hmm. You know, the hook bladed thing. But in the manual, it's like, these guys do a lot with crowbars. And I was like, what? Like, who, who made this? This is in English. Like, you should, you know, they're not crowbars. You can see the artwork. <laughs> Those are definitely not crowbars. No. Now, they can also use those things to hang from uh, bars yeah, and yeah. whatnot to fight you. That's where, if you ever see them hanging, then they don't do jack. You can just keep, you know what I mean? Oh, it seems like they don't even it's uppercut city. fight back. <laughs> so in addition to the creatures you fought you know, through the last level and this level, at the end of the tournament, you have one new combatant. Yes, Mongoria. Okay. <laughs> These girls, they remind me a lot of Cammy from Street Fighter. Uh, if Cammy was way cooler, and instead of just having awesome thighs, I guess. had a wicked ponytail that she could use like Scorpion yeah, from Mortal Kombat. It's super long, too. Again, not too bad. I don't ever jump at them. They always seem to knock me out of the air. Yeah, just these walk ones up and... take a punching. Yeah. It's all about the speed punching on these guys. Just walk up and slug. Now, if you can make it through the tournament, they uh, say, oh, congratulations, you can go on. And they yeah. tell you where the bad guy is that you yeah. need to go find. It's They're really like weird. Temples to the north or something. But then you are in a screen that I don't even understand, but now I do. You okay. fall down to a screen where there's a strigil on a platform, yeah. and there is no way to get near him without no. him hitting you. Yeah. Now, there are two ways to get past him, I have now realized. Right. At right. the time, I had no clue. And Same in fact, here. I would literally just basically try to jump onto him get hit to where i didn't fly off right try to absorb it yeah but what you can do is there is a bomb hidden in this page 
Or a grenade. Or a grenade, I'm sorry. Yeah, that which, you can throw to him. Yeah, he's right up at the arc. Or you can do that weird thing where you tear a part of the wall off and throw it. Oh, see, I... Because at this point, she says to you, throw something at him. Yeah, she does. Yeah, I thought, I mean, in re- going back, I just assumed that was the grenade. Right. Because I could not figure it out, and I just used my superhero thing to kill that guy. I didn't have it at that time. So that was, this one of the few times I actually was like, well, use this. And I was like, all right. And then the next screen over is another really cheap part of the game. It is a climbing across the oh, rope yeah. screen with no floor. Yep, yep. I died here as well. There's a couple of those. You have to break a border between the panels at one point. You like kick it down. Yeah, or you can kick one of those flying creatures into it, and that'll break the border. Oh, yeah, nice. So, yeah. definitely handy. And I then, like that. really lackluster, is just one of those uh, staff man at the end of the page. Yeah. Beat him, and you're on to page two of yes. episode two. Page two. And page two is actually really cool, because you are at the temple. Yeah, you're at, like, the gates, mm-hmm. and you uh, you have to beat that down, or... Yep, and uh, I guess that would really suck if you didn't have that code I put in. Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> uh, after that, though, you got a staff man, and he drops a T. Because after that, you're going to fight three mm-hmm. of those ladies. Mongorias. You, like, beat them, break a panel, and keep going right. There's, like, mm-hmm. three of those in a row, right? Little cells. Yeah. Uh, luckily, I did have a superhero fist here and used it. Mm. So it worked nice. out quite well for me. Now, from this area, you can either uh, go down or over. If you go over, you are in for a race race of your life to the left this is awesome this was one of my favorite moments actually because there's like a fiery brazier there Mm -hmm. that you would you just beat it up and it it catches on fire yeah but it's it sets like the top of the page on fire and then you have to start going down because the the burned edge of the page is like chasing you and i was like that's awesome It, it is awesome except for the very bottom of this where there's a fake out and what you think is the exit is not. And once you destroy it, the true exit appears. I died there. It was oh, a, little, a yeah, little bit of a yeah. bummer. But I, I agree. It was a really cool distraction. And uh, the other side, if you don't do this, is like you're getting lowered on a rope thing. And you got to like fight some tentacles that come out of the wall. Okay. I didn't mess with it, man. Not nearly as cool. Like this this deep into the, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm at page two. I'm getting to the boss here, man. So. Right. And either way, you meet up at a room where there's a bunch of uh, punching bags. Yeah, yeah, with the watery. Yeah, which something uh, I wanted to mention earlier. There's a brief sewer part, but the uh, the special effects for like the water surface and oh, this the game, reflections. Yes, they're really good looking. Like, yeah, yeah. So there's punching bags in some watery area with a uh, what are there three of them? And then there's like one of the staff guys, the sticks dudes who shoots. Yeah, they're little just beams to, underneath them. They're just there to hold you up and I guess to take off some damage from you. Yeah, as you punch them. Not very tough. But through them, you have one last little puzzle, and then. What I think is the coolest boss of the game. Yeah. Kung Fung himself. Yeah. And Kung Fung is, uh, well, if you've ever seen the movie Big Trouble in Little Chinatown, yeah, you've he's... seen this enemy before. <laughs> yeah, he's right there. I mean, yeah, yeah. He shoots these, like, fireballs that go along, and then when they get in the water, they turn into these, like, ice crystal spikes shooting up. you got to jump over them. And when he's doing that, he is invincible. Yeah. You can't hurt him. So it, it's all about dodging at this point. Yeah, he's flying around and you're waiting for the time when he'll come down and shoot these, like, his fingernails? It's his fingernails. Things. Yeah, he shoots those out at you. Very hopping vampire style. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you have to, like, dodge, jump out of those and then they land in the wall and then you, like, push him into them. Yeah, so you have to beat him back until he hits the wall. If you just keep knocking him back and forth in the middle, it won't do the final damage you need. Because when he hits those nails, they explode. So cool, man. And it hurts him, and then he, you know, jumps back into the 
background and yeah. does a little shooting for a while. This they, was where using the throw was very handy here. Oh, I bet. I bet. But yeah, what a fun, what a cool fight. Not too hard. No, but I mean, it's it's tough enough to be rewarding when you mm-hmm. beat it. Mm-hmm. It's all about the dodge. Yes. And if you can dodge well, then you will move on to episode three. The Curse of the Dead Ships, right? Yeah, kind of a lackluster title. Yeah, I don't know what... I, okay, I can see, never mind. I see it now. But, uh, <laughs> and this takes place in the desert to begin with. Yeah, well, this is actually the dried up sea surface of the New Zealand at- atolls. I guess you're right. I'd only look, I, I paid very close attention because I was like, this looks like an alien place or what is this? You know, but they say uh, that's in the comments up there where I was like, they were so specific. Mm-hmm. But, so I'm guessing this is some sort of underwater place that's no longer underwater yeah. for some reason. Well, and right away you're fighting some aliens. And then in the second panel, you have a nice little puzzle where there's a weird giant mouse creature that you can't <laughs> get past. Yeah. Took me a minute to figure that one out. I only did because I was like, well, I have the rat. That's all I got to use. Because yep. she'll tell you, Alyssa's like, feed it something. I tried to feed it that alien so many times. I didn't want, I was like, I don't want to feed it my rat. Man. Exactly. But he's safe. He's not not hurt. Yeah, he just goes in there and it starts chomping and then you can beat it up. Yeah, and then after him, hoo, 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 you are in a room with a ton of giant mines. Like the kind that ships drop. Yeah, yeah, which further lends to the mm-hmm. previously underwater theme. And uh, how did you get through this area? Um... I just, uh, I stood on the farthest uh, left platform and then threw my explosive into that back area. Blew them all up? Uh, no, I only blew up the ones closest to the wall that way. Oh, okay. And that way I was safe and then the passage was uh, exposed. Gotcha. And it does not spawn that lady that you can fight afterwards if you do it my way. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, but that's better. I, no, I don't think so uh, because she does drop an iced tea. Oh, really? Oh, well, I think. Then, yeah. I, so I didn't, I didn't take any notes about this particular scene. So. Catch-22. Now, <laughs> past her uh, is an area where there's a, an explosive uh, box that you're going to want to move around to break up some spikes for you. Yeah, you can get a knife and a grenade here, right? Like, Yep, yeah, yeah, pretty handy. Through there, though, oh, man, the worst part of this uh, page, for the, sure. The spikes? No, no, past the spikes. Uh, before the... No, it has nothing to do with spikes. It's where you encounter that green dude on the ceiling. And there's a gap across to the floor full of lava. Oh, yeah, the lava stuff, yeah. It took me so long to figure out what to do here. Oh, yeah, those guys are Pelagus's. And there is only one way that I know of to get across this room. And you have to have the knife for it. Throw the... You have to throw the knife. And where you can't see... Oh, yeah, there's a switch. There's a switch. Yeah, That will raise a platform once. So you better be on it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I remember because the only... She tells you. She's like, there's a switch on the other wall. Right. But you can't see it. So you have to... Gotta watch... And that green guy is a little tricky. I mean, his mm-hmm. his uh his projectile is explosive. Now it will hurt him, which is cool. Yeah, you can. Yeah, that which I love, man. But they, it can knock you off so easily. That guy's weird looking too, because he doesn't have any legs, right? He looks like a green kind of no. Aladdin genie, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. And then the lava here is really weird because sometimes it's a one hit kill, sometimes it's not. Yeah, I I I never I don't remember surviving it, but I don't I have. doubt you. But and I was I totally uh, <laughs> taken off guard by it. It's a miracle. Now, if you can make that platform appear and write it down at the exact right second, you'll go to the next uh, panel. More of those green guys. Nothing too big. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then you've got the page. I don't know if this is what you're talking about, where the spikes were. No trouble for me. You just kick them and then roll under. Yeah, yeah. Then you're then you're in another part that's really weird, and I don't understand it. 
because that green guy has a new skill set, and that is teleporting in giant bombs. Yeah, they shoot those things out. Like He'll shoot his normal projectiles that explode, but then he'll summon like a mine into the ground. Oh, we, oh man. You know, you take him out, and then it's an endless sea of those... Uh, uh, the strigils? Endless <laughs> sea of those strigils, man, like one after another. Yeah, yeah. Is this where you get a grenade? Yep, you get okay. a grenade there. Gotcha, yeah. And uh, past the grenade, you fight an alien, and there's these weird pikes with spikes on them. I guess they'd be a lot of trouble for someone that took damage from hitting them. <laughs> uh, I could just hit the not spiky part and move on. Yeah, you would think. No, I mean, I, I did. Oh, Because well, yeah. I had that code. Oh, right, right. But I guess you just had to uh, try to... Did you use the switch? Yeah, you use a uh, road... Ki- yeah, they're like... They look like a punching bag with spikes on part of them almost, like, mm-hmm. similar. But, yeah, you can... He'll... Roadkill will pull the switch and lower them, so you're good. And that is the end of page one. Now, you're on to page two. The Grave Shipyard. Which is a hilarious title. Because isn't it a ship graveyard? Yes, it is. <laughs> and I agree. I love it. That's my favorite thing about this level. Yeah. yeah. There's not much else to like. Yeah, I mean... A lot more stuff here. Uh, you know, there's yeah. that first screen that has those mysteries in it, but I've never done anything but get exploded when I tried to gather stuff off the ground. Yeah, I uh, skipped that it's every too time. too dangerous, you know. There's a split path. I, I'm trying to think. I think it went right. Right? Uh, where it's like the meat locker? Yeah, yeah, because I was like, yeah, I fought a bunch of these alien slabs, and then mm-hmm. then you get to the part where it's like you fight the Gravis, well, or you get the magnet thing. What you want to do is go left. It's way easier because it's just a bunch uh, of the uh, floor crawler guys coming oh. out of a hatch. And if you just get right over the hatch, like about a third over it, it's just low kick. And then just as they come out. They just come out and they'll never be able to touch you. Nice. So that's not too bad. But then, yeah, there is a cool puzzle there in the middle where you now can control a uh, giant electromagnet. Yeah, you like pick up these. Uh, are they mines yet or is this just a steel ball? I think it's just a steel ball. Yeah. And then following that room is a room that really stumped me. Where there's a bunch of uh, bombs hanging, and the main character says, we need to destroy all these bombs. Yeah, yeah. And I could not figure out how to do it without dying. I'm trying to... I, don't I had a knife, and I had a grenade, and I was like, ah, that's there's four bombs in here. How am I going to get all of them? But if you're hanging on the pipe the bombs are on, and you kick, you can kick the top edge of it, and you won't take damage when oh, they explode. I know what you mean. Oh, yeah, okay. I was having trouble picturing the bomb. They look like Fat Man or Little Boy bombs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's where he's like, we're in a weapons factory. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You got to knock them over into each other. I guess that's what I you're think, doing. Or, yeah. Either way, gotcha. I Sorry. did die there at least <laughs> once trying to take those bombs out because if you are in the blast radius, you will take a ton of damage. They are very strong. Now, you get through there, you're going to fight a gauntlet of the mutant Ironmans. Yeah. And there's like a smasher to the right. Is this where it mm-hmm. is? Where you can, I just kept throwing them in there to hurt them and the. I would obstacle. try to kick them into it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, eventually it blows up because of them. And then you're in uh, one last room. You can choose to grab that uh, mystery in the box if you want. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you need the knife if you're going to try to open the door Yep. without beating it to death. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's my method. It's, yeah. Well, I mean. Either way, once that door opens, you walk into a new room. And this room's not finished being drawn yet. Dun, dun, dun. And it looks really cool. 
Yeah, it's like a space shuttle-ish looking thing. Well, it's an, apparently like, a nuclear bomb. I couldn't figure. I'm like, is that like the delivery system for a nuclear? You know what I mean? Like, right. It's weird looking. I mean, it looks awesome, but. But the bottom right-hand corner of the panel is just sketched in. Yeah. And it looks really cool. Yes. And the way that inked parts merge with it look amazing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is where, you know, it's like Alyssa tells you, she's like, I'll be there. And she shows up. She's trying to reprogram something. She's trying to defuse the bomb, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then the main bad guy. Yeah, Mortis shows up and then throws her in a cockpit, a chamber the, in there that can the, fill with water. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like He's like, she will drown, which is a weird way to, I don't know. Yeah, it is weird, but it's cool because um, I like that that's the timer on this boss fight. Right, right. That it's the visual representation of her, you know, her chamber filling with water or whatever. See, now, this might be another one of the criteria, because I think you can beat it without saving her. Okay. And that will give you one ending. I think I read that as well. And if you beat it in time, because, you know, her stuff is slowly filling up, and you're, you know, he's, you got three different levels. Mortis is jumping around, and Mm -hmm. you hit him by, there's actually a switch that activates one of the rockets, right? Yeah. Now, you can just hit him, just straight up punch kick whatever oh really okay and with enough I mean, hits it will make him like blur like phase uh, out for a second and then it will summon a little flying creature but okay. if you can get lure him to the very bottom of the screen then you can activate that switch which will turn the rocket on and it will also do that little blur. does that do more damage than your punches or well it gives you that final thing whatever it, you know you have to do the four or five punches to get him to phase oh gotcha and, and if you do the rocket to him that will instantly cause him to face. Gotcha. I just, once I noticed it, I was like, that's got to be the way. So, Oh, it's way quicker because I never entered this room with more, with my health not in the red. No, it, it is tough, man. This is a long level that it's a, it's a true gauntlet. Yeah. So for me, fighting this guy was like, I definitely uh, saved her because I could not survive long enough for her to drown. <laughs> right. I didn't have enough health for that to happen. So, I mean, I was just in frantic mode. I died at this boss multiple times. Oh, sure. He's tough, man. By the time I did beat him, I mean, it was like, a, I think he may have hit me maybe once. It was beyond perfect because I was just hopping up, down, dropping him. <laughs> you know, it's really a nice little pattern you can get in there. Where yeah, you, you got to... jump to the middle. He jumps there. You fall down. He chases you. You bump onto that platform with the switch, hit the switch, yes. rinse, repeat. Yes, yes. And if you repeat it enough times another switch will appear one on the left yeah. side of the nuclear device you get over there and hit that and that stops the machine right yeah the chamber opens up the water spills out and Alyssa spills into your arms yes you rescued her and then lightning teleports you back into reality yes the two of you yeah she she comes with you to the real world and you share a kiss in the rain yeah, it's kind of like Cool World, but backwards. Yeah. And cool. Er. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, either way, she's there. She's with you in the real world. You share that beautiful kiss. Yeah, out on top of a gargoyle on the side of your building. Yeah. I mean, Batman, I think, is hanging out one <laughs> corner away. Doing his voyeur stuff. And then you have a nice little synopsis, like a little catch-up of like, what did everyone do after the game was over? Oh, yeah. She becomes like the head of national security or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh, the comic zone comics sells through the roof, of course. Oh yeah, the most the highest selling issue ever of all ever. comics ever. And then some weird thing about like the the mouse 
uh, donates like a, a million pounds of cheese or something. Yeah, the, hundred yeah, pounds yeah. of cheese to someone. Yeah, yeah. There's a and he explores the city's sewer systems. Yeah. So you know, happiness for all. It was a fruitful journey. And then you get a nice uh, long set of credits. And as you mentioned, they thanked everyone, everyone involved, including uh, I did notice towards the end they thanked the house for the best lamb in town. Yep, yep. I saw that as well. I was like, I'm. I hope the house is still there. Indeed. And then you get your classic Sega logo at the end. And that is the end of the game. Well, Nick, here we are in the review portion of our podcast. And as always, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories with a score ranging from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. So what do you think about this graphics and sound? I gave it a 4.0. Hey, me too. I thought the sprites were great. Uh, the animations were so fluid and just really amazing. Um, the music, really fun. But yeah. the downside is, it's a little uh, little repetitive. Yeah, I mean... It, not repetitive where a song loops. Just so many of the tracks sound the same. They very much do. They have a very set like sound they're going for. I don't know, and it's you know it's very '90s sounding. And I'm... yeah, I did specifically note that this very much sounds like alternative rock. So, Alice in Chains, yeah, Nirvana, yeah. that kind of thing. Which, as somebody who is not a fan then or now of, of that style of music, I was like, yeah, you know, I give them credit for doing it well, but it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm a huge fan anymore, but I definitely owned every album you should have during those years. Mm. And, uh, you know, I was definitely feeling it while playing the game. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you go to the sound test and you burn through each track, that's when it really stands out. Yeah, that, yeah. That they all have the same beat. They all use very similar <laughs> instruments. It's like, whoever did the sound on this really found the things he liked and what sounded well and then just went with it stuck with it yeah but like you said man the graphics are awesome the backgrounds look really good they're all very colorful detailed um everything everything always something interesting going on yeah yeah like you said in that uh room that's your favorite with the glass bobbles yeah and that liquid swishing around you know there's just all these nice little touches or like one of the first panels you're just like you're in a you know, dystopian future New York. You got a Statue of Liberty head knocked off back there. There's like lightning and rain. Just little details that don't really add anything, but atmosphere. Right. And the way you move between panels is always some sort of really um, heavily animated flourish as you swing from one to the other yeah. or grab it and flip around. And those look just amazing. I, I think this is one of the best looking games on the Genesis. Agree. Agree that. Ow. Now, I doubt we gave this next category such uh, high marks, and that would be <laughs> play control. Yes. Um, I actually wrote down 2.5, but I might bump it down to 2 now that I've been talking about it. because uh, I am also at a 2.5. It's, uh, it's, it's on the line there because it's like it, they try a lot, actually. Yeah. Like, you do have a large variety of moves. Yeah, and you can usually do what you want to do and i mean we're talking with one button <laughs> like you can jump and then you have your action button that mm -hmm. does everything else yeah and i really you know when i wanted to do a uh down kick or that roundhouse series of kicks i could but here's the problem and i think we agree on and that is that it often wants you to do things that are at the very edge of the possibilities with there the are, control yeah. scheme well and like multiple times 
I'm, oh, I, I just dropped down to the next panel, you know, without picking anything up. Or I left my rat up there because I was trying to pick him up. Like, mm-hmm. that was, the, I ran into that multiple times. Even when I was looking out for it, it really frustrated me. You get all these different moves, but they're not even all that necessary. So, it's like, eh. I right. Mean, I don't know. I, like I said, it's, I'll stick with 2.5, I guess, because I, I think it, it tried a lot and it pulled off some. So, next is the challenge factor of this game. And I had a real hard time trying to pin this one down. It is. It's it's weird. <laughs> so I gave it a 4.0. I I put 3.5, but I was really debating higher because I'm like, you know, it is a tough game given that you only have one or some mysterious number of possible continues. Mm-hmm. But because you basically got to get through it in the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, I said no lives or continues. I mean, at first, uh, no full health. Yeah. There's no way to really refill your health. Unless you beat the level. Everything hurts you. Yeah. Everything you touch or kick or punch. Yeah, yeah. I Uh, mean... And there are instant kill pits. Oh, yeah. And, I mean... So, so all of these things add up to a big WTF. And, to me, it means you you really have to be meticulous on your playthrough. Yeah, you have to really be careful as you go through because it's like... You might think that fighting the enemies is the hard part, but it is not. The combat with enemies is actually pretty easy, I thought, but... It's all it's, the obstacles. And figuring out these puzzles, you know, very rarely did I do it the first time. Usually I would die and then be like, well, what the hell? And then come back and try to puzzle it out. But there's always an instance where one slip of the controller or one false jump will end it. And if not, then, you know, you're you're slowly being whittled down by breaking background pieces. So, yeah. you know, it, it is tough. It is a tough game. And finally, we have theme and fun. I gave this a 3.0. Okay, I give it a 3.5. Um, I said it's literally like playing a 1990s comic book, uh, for better or worse. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's got a lot of very timely, which I kind of like it for, but maybe not everyone will. But, you know, it does take you back. Oh, yeah. I mean, it channels all of Rob Liefeld, uh, Eric Larson, that extra testosterone. Yeah. Weird feet, I giant bodies, tiny head look. Were there any lens flares? I don't remember seeing any of no. but But, you know... The reason I did give it such a high score in that fun category is just that it introduces a lot of really cool ideas, puzzles, and mechanics that you don't see in this kind of in a, a game with combat. Oh yeah, uh, it's 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 got a lot of neat flourishes like enemies hurting each other. You know, anything that hurts you will hurt enemies too. So you can you know uh, yeah you can figure out how to use it to your advantage. It creates like a consistent kind of world language that you're like okay well this fan hurts me it'll hurt them I can throw them into it or, or stick a, a block in there or you know different things it, and, that makes a lot of fun. Yeah I mean that might seem uh, like common sense to a lot of modern games but you know in this day and age that was unheard of. <laughs> yeah you didn't yeah <laughs> you wouldn't even look for this stuff so I mean well, well it is pretty tough I think it's a lot of fun and cheat your way through it it's 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 a very short game actually. Once you know where to go and what you're doing. Like, if you could beat it in one run, it's like 40 minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. 45. Well, you may have already answered this question, Nick. But I'll ask anyways. Mm-hmm. Should you play this game? Yeah, man. It's uh, I'd never played it before. I liked it. Uh, it's pretty tough. So don't feel guilty about just, you know, cheating your way through or, you know, to whatever level of difficulty you want. Well, I'm going to have to say no. No. Don't play this game. For most people, I think it's... Too hard and too obtuse, too oblique. You know, the 90s music and references, the look of it, isn't going to appeal to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm... I personally did really enjoy this game, but I feel like it's just so hard and so brutal right off the bat. Many people will not get past that. Now, if you are a huge Genesis fan, 
Um, then maybe. But anyway, you cut it. If you do want to play this game, I say go find those game genie codes. Yeah. Enter those codes. If you don't have a game genie of your own, then you know you're probably emulating this, and most emulators have a game genie code right. section <laughs> in there. So you have no excuses. There's a way to get through this game. And if you are a fan of beautiful sprite work, of wonderful animations, and, you know, of that weird time we called the 90s, <laughs> then you should, you know, check this game out. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's worth it to see. I, I really like the graphics a lot. It's one of the best looking games in, in, a, in a kind of unique way, and it just has a lot of little neat ideas. So I, I think it's worth it to check those out. Next week's game is Earthworm Jim 2 for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. So find a copy, grab your controllers, and play this game any way you can. And remember, if there's anything we forgot, got wrong, or if you just want to say hi, how, see how I'm doing, uh, I'm good, thanks. But contact us at cartridgecommand at gmail.com, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. As soon, as soon as humanly possible. <laughs> now, of course... I have to go through this spiel because that's what you do at the end of a podcast. It's subscribe. Tradition. Yes, it's a, it's a tradition. A long podcasting tradition. You know, uh, subscribe to us on Facebook at Cartridge Command. Twitter us at The Cart Command. Subscribe to this show. Yeah, yeah. Li like us on iTunes. Oh, yeah. iTunes reviews. Five stars. That's what I mean. Yeah, give us a five star. You know what? Give us whatever of you you think we deserve. Now, luckily for us, those that have reviewed us so far think we deserve a five star review and we truly appreciate it. Apparently that helps us somehow in the world of iTunes. Yeah, help us help ourselves. You know, I think that the most important thing you can do, though, is tell a friend, an enemy or a stranger that they should listen to the show because they might and then more people would. Now, it's those friends of ours on Patreon that we must always thank the most, because without them, this show wouldn't exist. Thank you guys for making this show financially possible. And, as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! Call the doctor. Dr. Pepper. Wouldn't you like to be a pepper, too? It's 23 flavors of freedom, man. I don't know any more Dr. Pepper slogans. Yeah. Be a pepper. Drink Dr. Pepper. Test one, two. Sega. Sega. <laughs> You're gonna love it, man.